What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Jiu-Jitsu Junction podcast. My name is Andre, and I'm here with my friend Chase. And today, we're going to be talking about how to be a good visitor when you are visiting a jiu-jitsu school. Do you have any opening thoughts? Super important. Yeah, super important. Uh, Not just for your safety, but for, uh, I mean, not just for the, you know, respect, but for your safety. Uh, I think it's, it's super important. You're going into a definite unfamiliar environment. Uh, you know, especially we're new, right? It's just something we're trying and maybe we're on vacation and we want to try the jujitsu school by the beach. Yeah. Nothing's going to ruin your vacation more than having your elbow popped or your shoulder popped or your knee. So yeah, you know, respect and things like that for sure. You know, for injury, so a bunch of reasons. I like this. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> I travel a lot, so it, it makes a lot. Yeah, of Chase, Chase has a deeper experience with being a visitor at different jujitsu academies or schools or whatever. Uh, but I, in my opinion, being a good visitor at a jujitsu school is really kind of the same thing as just being polite and a good training partner in general. For sure, no question. Yeah, and and we talk about uh, learning how to communicate with the people that you're training with, there is nowhere where this is more important than when you're visiting a jujitsu school. Because jujitsu schools are like very tribal. It's just like something about the way that, you know, you're, you're all working a combat sport. It's like warrior tribes, right? Yeah. You you need to go, you know, do the respectful, like, uh, I remember first when I would travel, I would make sure to do the things like, uh, shake shake the instructor's hand make sure to talk to him you know talk to everybody i rolled with you know not maybe some of the places i went at first thought i was a little weird because i'd have awkward moments you know trying to just almost over talk a little bit to make sure that it was comfortable like hey look i'm okay i promise like don't yeah. i want to come here i'm on vacation or you know i'm here i, I want to do jujitsu and have fun um so yeah it's a yeah, just uh, this is this is the time to over communicate. Yeah, over. you want you want to over communicate like all yeah. all kinds of different things, yeah. um, and I think that the default respect level that you give everybody needs to start pretty high. Yeah, because you like first of all being respectful is you know it's just a good thing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but being being respectful in an environment where you're a stranger is a lot more important i've uh i've been in environments where you know I, i've been super super respectful you know and you still kind of get uh might get a little bit of a check from a higher belt you know so it's it's yeah. important yeah, no matter what you know to kind of just and we'll go a little deeper in a minute that way i don't get before the opening starts but you know i've got a few checks that i do to make sure when i go roll it roll it places um yeah. That I follow. So. <clears throat> yeah. So like uh, to just continue introducing like the basics of what you need to be doing. Um, I think that some of the ways that you can show the respect that we're talking about is showing up a bit early to introduce yourself to the instructor, um, calling ahead so that they know <laughs> that's <laughs> that what, you're coming. Yeah. Most of the time when I'm out. Okay. So that's, I think that's a big, big thing there. Uh, calling ahead. So like a, uh, Virginia Beach, you know, I go to Virginia Beach and I know I'm going. So I, I look up the week before and I look up, you know, BJJ gyms in the area. And, you know, I look around and, and you know, I look for, and I usually call two or three, um, ask what their mat fee is. That's always a, because you don't want to show up and somebody say $20 mat fee and you kind of be like, 
twenty dollar mat fee. You know, you, you want to be prepared for that. And there are places that there's no mat fee. There are places that'll say, Yeah, how long are you in town for? Man, come buy twenty dollars. You can train all week. You know, there, there's pl- it's a little bit of everything, but it's always call ahead and ask. Um, most of the time, they don't answer. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But you leave a voicemail, yeah. um, and they at least know, like, I promise. They instruct, oh, yes, you're coming by. Yes, sir. Thank you. Yeah. You know, so they at least know you're coming by. Uh, most schedules are online, so, uh, you know, I get there early no matter what. Um, but always call ahead of time. You can definitely, and, you know, occasionally, Carlos Machado and Virginia Beach, uh, real cordial, answered the phone, uh, told him when I was coming in, and their drop-in fee was a little steep. Uh, so I ended up going to another place where, uh, but uh, it was a $40 drop-in fee. I've never heard of a drop-in fee being that high. I think I was a big guy, and there wasn't a lot of big guys when I, because uh, when I walked into the class, I guess he, and I tried to tell him, you know, I was a big guy, you know, I'd wrestled in college, and uh you could tell he was teaching a beginner class and then he actually kept he knew what time i was coming in he kept teaching a little bit longer and i could tell it made him a little uncomfortable like it was a beginning you know there wasn't anybody over a blue belt in the room right um you know and uh he he was you know 40 dollars, and i was like oh yes sir i thought uh i apologize i didn't you know 40 dollars. i didn't prepare for that i was like i you know can i sit and watch class is that okay and uh he actually allowed me to roll um roll one person and then he rolled with me and tried to kill me. <laughs> okay, um, throwing shade at someone gosh, on the internet. It sucked. <laughs> yeah, man, this was a rough because it, it was it was yeah. early. I mean, and I just had enough. Under, and I was big enough, strong enough, kind of, yeah. and could wrestle. Yeah, you know, and he tapped me up three, four, five times. You know, yeah. it was super early, but you know, just on that respect, you know, and I just yes, sir, him the whole time. Yeah, yeah you know, that was awesome. Like, yeah. oh, thank you. You know, you could tell I made him a little uncomfortable. Um, and he just allowed me to roll it in the class, you know, with the two rolls. Uh, but then I went to a UFC gym that had a Brazilian instructor. It was a two-stripe black belt. And the man pulls me in the class, allows me to train for free, lets me uh, help. He uses me to show the techniques in the class. Like, oh, so, that's really cool. Yeah. No, it, uh, you know, so two – and got it, they didn't answer the phone. I just uh, – I, I looked it up and I seen Brazilian instructor. And they marketed him well on UFC gym. Yeah, so look around. You know, there's plenty of – stuff the gyms market the people yeah. they have um and you can find little golden ufc gyms have a lot of uh a lot of good instructors it's kind of weird um they're, they're peppered some really good instructors in there some of the ufc gyms we found one in california that has like 300 students oh really cool yeah so yeah and and you could also um drop them a message on like facebook messenger yeah. or something because i i feel like people check that more than super, they answer phones nowadays right so like Try make a good faith effort. Yeah, for sure. Make a good faith effort. Um, bring appropriate gear. If you're going to a gi class, bring a gi. If you're going to a no gi class, you know wear wear real no gi clothes if you can. That is important in a few ways. One, obviously, because you want to wear the outfit of the class. But if you have to buy something there, <laughs> that's that's worse than a forty dollar mat fee. <laughs> Man. Went to this kickboxing place uh, in Colorado, Denver. Um, they treated us super awesome, but one of our guys didn't have a white shirt. And because we were in the kickbox and we were new to their structure, we were all white, white belts. Yeah. We all, they said $50 for the white t shirt. It said, <laughs> Did he train? <laughs> Muay Thai. Uh, no shade because I love this place. So it had the, uh, this was a, 
that's a blank. Somebody fill it in, maybe. Uh, okay. Muay Thai. There's a name there. <laughs> okay. I'm not throwing it. All right. Sure. <laughs> but uh, no, it was all white t-shirt. But it was a $50, and it was just a basic white t-shirt, but it was to follow color code of the class and yeah. uniform. Um, and then if you have to borrow a key sometimes, uh, you get pretty cruddy geese. So Bad geese, uh, people don't like it. Yeah, like, okay. Like sometimes, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you'll be made to wear the pink yeah. belt. I've have, wore, have, you, have you had to wear a uh, pink belt before? I have. <laughs> one. No, I had to. You wear forgot. The, you forgot your belt. I Here, had to wear, wear the, the the gi that was like this. <laughs> that was like this long. Um, Children's gi. My gi was wet because I trained at two other places, and I'd asked the instructor. He was like, "Yes, I have a gi." It was like an A two. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. It was rough. Yeah, so definitely for a few reasons, make sure you, yeah. br- you bring your gear. And yeah. it's clearly listed mm-hmm. on schedules. Everybody. Well, it's not always clearly listed. Really? Um, it well, just, I think that depends. That's that's why it's important to do as much due diligence as possible. Well, I'm sorry. At least it says no gear, gi. Oh, gi- yeah, no gear, doesn't, gi. Yeah. Doesn't colors matter as far as your no gi? So in more traditional places they will make you wear ranked rash guards you can't wear the, the colors on the shoulders and stuff yeah, yeah that's that's why uh my my elite rash guard which i find like pretty comfortable i have it in gray because that's a kid's color so like i can wear it no matter no matter when it just looks like i liked gray but i like so that's definitely yeah, that, yeah. that's definitely something you that's go, I, that's I something you ask yeah okay yeah it makes sense yeah like yeah. do what is that do, do you what do you say ranked ranked rash guards yeah do 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 i need to wear a ranked rash guard mm-hmm. right um in fact one of the guys at our gym uh showed up with brown belt ranked spats and uh the whole and he's he's a white belt and the whole time i was rolling with him i'm like oh a real brown belt wouldn't have done that <laughs> those are those are cool looking pants but they ain't giving you brown belt powers <laughs> I've traveled so much like that. I don't know who that is. And it disappoints me that I don't know who that is. <laughs> I love it. But yeah, no, that's actually something that I look at. Uh, so if somebody new comes into class and they have a color on their shoulder, I usually ask. Yeah. I'm like, hey, is this your first day? Or, you know, have you done a little bit of jujitsu? More than less, I get, you know, I'm, I'm new. Uh, most of the time, you know, that's something that people don't know. I, I, yeah. Yeah, so so that's one of the questions. Um, that's uh, that's why I think that you know you should own at least one ranked rash guard. Like if you're, especially if you're somebody who travels a lot, you're yeah, gonna use sense. it. Um, just get one one that's reasonable. Like the the elite ones, or at least pretty neutral, right? Or at least neutral, not. You can go neutral, but like there's no reason. Like how many times do you belt rank up? And these yeah, these rash right. these ranked rash guards are like. 20 to 30 bucks yeah like just a part of the belt up yeah like, it makes sense you you level up your gear by another 20 30 bucks that's not for in my opinion that's not that big of a deal yeah, but if sense. but if you want to get something neutral then that you could use forever then do that um but definitely it comes up enough that it might be worth 20 to 30 bucks to pick up a ranked rash guard yeah right um, so other general guidelines that I feel like we need to include that I feel like we shouldn't need to include, but we do need to include are, uh, the hygiene items. Uh, make sure your ghee is clean. Uh, make sure that your no ghee, your no ghee is clean, <laughs> right? Um, 
Make sure that you're you're wearing the right things. Tr- if you're wearing a gi, wear a shirt. Yeah, if you're wearing a gi, wear a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get I get a lot of uh, I got got a lot of hate on that video for, for, from people who are like, hey, hey, my well, in my school, yeah, well, in in your school, that's fine, but I'm just. I'm trying to talk in generalities. That will be helpful. I wear a shirt so people can't see my muscles, okay? <laughs> I wear a shirt because of the opposite reason. <laughs> <laughs> hey, to each his own. So, Still, uh, but it's, we're yeah. both being respectful. Yeah, it's just you you're just trying you're just trying to make sure that you're yeah. broadly compatible with yeah. the people. Like like for the most part people aren't going to like it. I've um, been to like two gyms where people were like, "Man, they'll wear like short spats." And no shirts, like oh really? More like MMA. I've been to a couple like MMA based, and then uh, two in California. That's rare though, right? Like a nogi. Well, two in California. One of the, I guess it was like it wasn't a tenth planet, but it was somebody who broke away from tenth planet or something. But they like uh, ADCC style, like no shirt and short spats. Uh, I wouldn't make it one time and one time only. <laughs> yeah, and I'm, interesting. I'm but it's it. so it's it's pretty rare. Super and, rare. And yeah, it's yeah, and yeah. it's usually at um at an MMA place if anywhere. Yeah, for sure. And I and I've uh yeah, definitely. Or a place that's like uh there are some of these schools that are kind of like the ADCC is really big, you know, so there's some schools that kind of focus So they'll they'll do ADCC. Yeah, so like when they're getting ready for ADCC, yeah, they'll know sure and yeah. yeah. Well that makes sense though. Yeah. You're preparing for your competition's rule set. Like I even said that in the video, like, you know, if you're about to compete Stop wearing a shirt if you can, because you're not going to be able to wear a shirt. When we spar, uh, you know, for MMA fighting, when we spar, we make like, hard sparring. It's kind of defined by taking your shirt off. Yeah, you know, it's, like, it's like oh, okay, it's, it's time to it's, go. It's, yeah, yeah, if it's you about know to get it's real. Hard sparring, yeah, yeah, we're not we're not being cordial anymore. Yeah, yeah. Uh, shower, please. Um, uh, shower, shower. Like if you've been traveling all day, uh, you should probably rinse off. And if you can't, then at least like a wet, wet hand towel or something. Any anything that will keep you from smelling actively bad before you start rolling. <laughs> like, yes, uh, flip, I do. Flip flops, hygiene. Flip flops is something flip-flops, that yeah. uh, a couple times I've been like, oh, oh, oh man, I didn't think about that. I was out, just being out of town, you know, traveling. Yeah. I, like, man, I didn't think about bringing my flip flops to the gym. We were out walking. I came. I was like, shoot, you know. Yeah. Then you then you have to put on your uh, socks oh, and shoes in order to take a leak before uh, you head or back. Or some mess. places will sell you some some places will sell you flip flops. But yeah, that that's something for with fifty dollars. No, they're not usually not bad. Actually, sometimes the instructors let you borrow theirs. It's kind of weird, but <laughs> Tenth Planet or Tenth Planet in Belgrade. I would love for these guys to hopefully you know, connect with these guys again. They come to America and connect with them. But uh, 10th Planet, he was like, hey, we got some right there. Everybody can use those. <laughs> All right. Yeah, the, I've I've been to a, a couple of schools where they just had flip-flops that sat outside of the bathroom. And, makes sense. And, and they were in like two or three sizes. And then you pick them, you go in there, yeah. and then you – and I, I like that idea. It's like it's yeah. the cheapest infrastructure a school could have. I wish more of them did it. Yeah, you, know? you better believe it. So, um, okay, um, let's see what else we got here. So uh, there, there's like, every, if you've been around jiu-jitsu long enough, you know certain things like avoiding leg locks when you're a beginner, avoiding leg locks with strangers, 
um, talking about it at the very least. Um, but I don't know if I would want to do a leg lock shootout against someone I don't know. Um, so if you, if you're a, a leg lock specialist, which if you're a beginner and you're a leg lock specialist, I think you're doing something wrong. Um, yeah, because you're, you're gonna, you're gonna have some issues with like guard development and, and just like, there's a lot of play that just gets cut out when you dive for a foot. Yeah. They're, anytime you're training somewhere, uh, you know, I try to really, I set goals before I go in places. This is probably the easiest way to, I set goals when I go into places and specific things that I want to work on. Obviously, uh, so I guess before I dig into this, move of the days is all like you can, you know, whatever that instructor is teaching, that's always a viable way to kind of uh, help keep you within a barrier. So bad stuff, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of doesn't happen is if you stay within, within the barriers and you're trying to hit the moves and stuff that we're working on specifically. Yeah. You know, that day in class, you know, that's always a good route because even if you go kind of hard, like it's kind of like, even if you mess up and go a little harder than you should go, like you're, you're trying the stuff you're learning that day. You're like, I'm sorry. I'm just, this is cool. I'm trying to learn it, you know, and that's a good adjustment. Yeah. You're also, um, you're also passively kind of showing respect for the school. Man. Yeah. This is a yeah. cool technique, yeah. you know, and I try to, uh, that's something that, so that I, I, I probably every school I've ever been at, yeah. whatever the instructor hits. I have a little goal in my head to hit it as many times as I possibly can. Well, I don't in, in a in a in a nice perfect way, but I mean that that used to not be man. That used to be me trying it a hundred times and getting tapped seventy eight times. You know, so it ain't like it's, has the ratio improved? Ooh, just slightly. <laughs> just slightly. <laughs> I have fun. Instructors enjoy because at this point I can kind of control a lot. So at this point I can do what the instructor wants really 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 good and they notice it and they see the care and the gentleness i'll do it with and so it's a really cool thing now it kind of uh, a lot of times i get a cool talk afterwards with instructors yeah you know but at first it was uh you know instructors could see me trying to do what i was doing and i would always still get talked to you know and then they would always uh that usually got me a role too with the instructor because they seen i wasn't trying to compete with people and you know i'll give that kind of in the closing statement just those statements like you know but uh the instructor saw me not trying to compete with people and he was like man he's trying to do the moves that we're learning in class and i usually always get a role um they usually comment about it like uh, about me trying the move so yeah cool yeah um so if you're gonna if you're gonna go into the the realm of leg locks you should talk to your the instructor and then talk to the individuals every time you roll with somebody because you don't know them like there are some people i play legs with there are some people I don't. You do, Sorry, you don't. don't play legs lock when you go out of town. Yeah. Don't uh, play leg yeah. locks. Don't play leg lock when you go out of town. That's an easy one. Don't even like talk to the other people about, about doing leg locks. Like talk to them and say, hey, listen, uh, you know, I'm new. Leg, uh, knee bar or, you know, leg locks, knee bars. I, I appreciate if we didn't even do knee bars and straight ankle locks. Like, you know, and if you're wanting to compete for that, I'm sorry. I, I can roll with somebody else. Yeah. And that's, I know that might be a hard conversation to have, but right now, the way I compete, if I go to somewhere new, nine and a half out of 10 times, I do not roll leg locks. Sometimes I will allow straight ankle and knee bar, you know, but I've 
say that right now, where I'm at right now. Um, I've looked at black belts before and be like, hey, man, I compete. Uh, you know, I, I can't, I can't do twisting leg locks. I can't do any heel hooks or any, anything twisted. And you, I've never once had someone tell me, oh, that's a problem. Ever. Yeah. yeah. So, even right now, I, I would recommend that more than anything. Like. Because if you're good at leg locks and you're going out of town and you're rolling leg and you're everybody, well, I mean, you're going out of town and you're rolling your leg lock, and we probably need to talk about uh, something else because you're going to a place where you don't know people and you're trying to assert dominance. Yeah, well, <laughs> Seriously, like, I don't know. You shouldn't it's, be like, man, leg locks are dangerous. That's a well, tough for, one for me. For me, it's, it's more about the cultural divide about the leg locks, like. I understand that there are going to be people who are fascinated by leg locks and they want to train them. That's fine. I'm not going to tell them how to live their lives, but they they should at least be respectful of the other people that they're interacting with. That's my shtick. Like I don't I don't think they have to avoid it if that's what they want to do, Understood. but they need to they need to be respectful and avoid it. Maybe maybe this is their time to work on their other stuff. No, it definitely so, is. So that anyway, so like <laughs> it definitely is. Yeah. Truthfully, yeah. and like aside from leg locks, there are other like bad manners kinds of moves. Andre's favorite. My favorite, the Ezekiel. Oh, is that that is that what was next? I don't <laughs> think that's what's next there, Andre. No, uh, bad manners. Oh well, yeah, wrist locks. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what's on there. <laughs> wrist locks. <laughs> Yeah, so, so don't 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 be wrist locking a bunch of people you don't know <laughs> there's nothing that irritates this people also more. goes with the video of how to be a good training partner <laughs> hey i am a good training partner except to him <laughs> yeah my I hope they can hear that. <laughs> no, they probably won't hear it. We were rolling our wrists if you're yeah, just listening. And they were cracking. <laughs> They're and like it didn't cement. came from all the football. It didn't came from Andre, if you're wondering. Cement mixer. Cement mixer wrists. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, sorry. And then, then, and then, like, aside from the bad manners ones, there's also the dangerous ones, which I also consider to be bad manners moves. Jumping guard. Standing scissor takedowns. All of those kinds of things that are very high risk. Yeah, not at a visiting school. They're not when you're a visitor at a school. Um, um, not ever with me. <laughs> if we ever meet, um, so um, yeah, I guess that's something. If we ever, like, you're always welcome to come and roll. Yeah, if you're yeah, ever come, come meet Charlotte, us. We're, right? we're friendly. <laughs> yeah, if you're ever around Charlotte, you can come roll. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. The the kind of the last point is um, like uh, rolling within the right technique set. Yeah. We, we talked about on a previous podcast um, how you should handle mixed belt level rolling. And we kind of came to the conclusion that you need to be choosing the lowest rank of whomever. That, that rule set, right? And uh, you can never go wrong with rolling with white belt rule sets. Like Ever. I don't I don't care if you're a blue belt, purple Ever. belt. We're rolling with a blue belt, purple belt. Just sticking with the basics and like playing the guard retention and guard passing game is usually like it's the the safe place to play when you're no question when you're visiting right so i try to play uh which you know hopefully we'll be able to kind of explain this more through videos and stuff uh with the room done <laughs> yes. it'll be awesome but uh you know i focus a lot on movement i kind of go back to 
when I go out of town, I go back to fundamental movements. I focus on keeping my elbows in, keep my chin tucked, my knees close to my chest and moving the right way, you know, not. So I try to move through our movements um, when I go out of town. And that's been kind of my, and I, and I, and I play catch. I've found that that's, uh, that seems to be the easiest, you know, because I don't really, when I play movements, I don't dictate where I go. Like, and usually if you don't, especially with somebody new, if you don't, uh, if they want to drive down this road, if you put a wall up, that's what causes frictions a lot of time. But if you keep a frame in place and you just let them do, yeah, they, let uh, let them move you. Yeah, and just keep your like work on your frame. Listen, that's one of the most valuable things in jujitsu. Moving around you a know, frame, man. Yeah, and especially yeah. as a white belt and you know blue belt, and then again as a black belt, like it's yeah. absolutely the most, in, and obviously every in between. But yeah. you know that's one of the most important things is moving around frames. So. I, it, it's going it, to it's a no-brainer to me um you know and i went to a couple places early and tried to compete some and this is super early you know but uh, probably the last 75 places i've probably rolled at um, and trained at uh, and this is everywhere between oceanside california to with the the, the national competition team in abu dhabi at the abu dhabi sports council you, you know that's it's the way I roll. Um, I, I haven't been submitted a ton, and it's not because I'm trying not to get submitted. You know, I, I'm focusing on keeping my elbows and my chin tucked, moving in my movements, all my fundamentals. You know, and I'm not, and I'm trying to really keep that in check because I'll never see these guys again. And even when I do that, you get a lot of people that try to prove stuff at other places when you travel and visit. You know, so it's, uh, and I could imagine how much worse it could have been if I would have retaliated some and. No, I'm not saying sometimes uh, I've, I've I've always matched. I'm not saying I've went there, you know, but I've I've allowed people to do things, you know. I've tapped tap early is a, is a big thing when you're oh, out of yeah. town. Yep. Uh, multiple times, the guys look at me. And I'm like, hey, listen, I don't know you, you don't know me. I'm gonna tap early. That's all. If you feel like um, they should be tapping and they're not, let it go. That's also, you know, that that's why I say work behind your frame and your movements. Um, you know, that's super important. And then I probably wouldn't. I probably wouldn't finish anything. Um, that's I know that sucks. I know. God, I don't know. I think that you could finish some things that I are like really gentle. Well, uh, Maybe you know. I, I totally agree. I just know that um, you know to mitigate, mitigate problems. That's something that I do. Uh, you know, it's very rare. You know that I really will submit somebody and earlier. I'm sorry, earlier. Like now, I will, but it, it's different right now. But earlier, I, I definitely I, I realized quickly that that's probably the safest way, and I can get better at other stuff. Like, cause working behind frames, it don't matter how good the person is in front of me, it doesn't matter. He could be really, really good or really, really bad. The spaz doesn't get past my good frames, and the black belt doesn't get past my good frames. So it's even like almost the way you should train at home. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, there's a whole lot of value yeah, in not, doing yeah. those fundamentals the right way as much as you can much as you can you know yeah. i picked on an event i got i got to run an advanced adult class the other night you know and i picked on the advanced adult class i was like hey guys this is a really advanced class i'm gonna give you a lot of really cool basic movements and <laughs> fundamentals <laughs> 55 minutes later i said if you guys want to do anything live at the end you can do whatever you want the gym's yours <laughs> Oh, we didn't man. do one, but we didn't do but one partner drill. 
it was an advanced class. What are they supposed to be able to do? Yeah, and and people are pretty bad at it. How how what do you think? Fifty percent of the room. Sixteen couldn't... people. Sixteen people in the room. Okay. Two people did stuff correctly the whole time. Two people. Um, six people, and this is actual numbers. Yeah. Six people did not do one drill. They had to learn every single fundamental thing. Now I am talking about a kickboxing class, so I can be a little more specific, but mm -hmm. um, just stance, just checks, just teep, just front kick to back kick, front kick to back knee, front hand to back knee. Right. So basic as things. Basic as basic things. Possibly those be. are those are the equivalent of jujitsu frames. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So uh, anyway, uh, so be a good visitor. Right. Please. Be be respectful. Do all of the things that make you a good training partner. And yeah, it's, more, it's more high 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 intense environment. It's a higher risk environment. There, yeah. There's higher risk. So you need it's, to do that. It's like some. It's somewhere between training at your home gym and being in a competition. And I'd mm. say it's much closer to being in a competition. Yeah, probably like 80 on the way to 100. You know, it isn't yeah. full yet, but. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, be, be, be safe out there. Be very respectful and you'll be able to do just fine. Um, if you have any interesting stories, we'd love to hear them in the comments. For sure. Uh, because I'm sure that there are some pretty hilarious or tragic stories. So. And, I, and I hope we share this stuff not for to scare people. I, listen, I've trained it. Man, I've literally trained everywhere. Yeah. Um, any town I've ever went into. If I was there and, and I didn't have something to do for one, you know, for a four hour block, I at least get two hours anywhere I go. Yeah. If it's available, I try to put a two hour block in because they do usually at least charge yeah. you 20 bucks. Yeah. So Com I try to get two hour block in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Com combat sports probably it. require more respect than you need to give in daily life. Yeah. So go do that yeah please right, so um hope you found this helpful leave a comment and we will see you next time